Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about why dental cavities are so sensitive to cold, an ant that shrinks its brain to try to become a queen, and whether swimming really does make you hungrier than other forms of exercise. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Dental cavities are agonizing. If you've had one, you know what I'm talking about. If you're one of the fortunate few with perfect teeth, well, you're just going to have to take my word for it. And the worst part of a cavity is the pain you feel when you drink something cold. And now scientists know why cavities are so cold sensitive. Dental cavities happen when bacteria eat away at the enamel coating of your teeth. This creates little pits in the enamel that can feel like exposed nerve endings when you eat or drink. But the keywords are feel like. You might be surprised to learn that up until now, scientists didn't really have a good explanation for this type of sensitivity. I mean, teeth have nerves, but cavities are rarely deep enough to expose them. New research from the Howard Hughes Medical Institute provides a solid explanation for this annoying phenomenon. Researchers found that specialized cells called odontoblasts contain a cold-sensitive protein called TRPC5. Odontoblasts can be found in dentin. That's the tooth layer that's right below the enamel. Also the name of my college town, NBD. So when a cavity exposes even the tiniest bit of dentin, those cold-sensing odontoblast proteins change shape slightly. This sends a signal to nerves much deeper into the tooth, which in turn gives your brain that unpleasant jolt of pain. This took a long time to discover because studying tooth structure is incredibly hard. Enamel is the hardest material on the body, and dentin's no slouch either. Attempts to cut these materials often ends up with the enamel shattering and the blood vessels and nerves being reduced to a useless pulp. Yikes. But this research team discovered all this without breaking a single tooth open. Instead, they bred special mice that couldn't produce that cold-sensitive odontoblast protein. They recorded brain activity in those mice and in a group of normal mice as they exposed their little teeth to the cold. They found that the mice without the protein didn't react to the cold at all. Here's the neatest thing about the finding. It actually adds some scientific credence to an old home remedy for toothaches. See, clove oil has been used as a dental pain remedy for centuries. It contains a chemical that works by blocking that cold-sensitive protein, which prevents it from sending that cold signal to a nerve. Pretty cool, I'd say. Temperature-wise or... or Temper te well, see, it's a double meaning, Cody. A double, a double meaning? Yeah. What? Because it can mean good and cold. Wow. Bone chilling. <laughs> when it comes to brains, bigger is better, isn't it? Well, at least we have a tendency to think so, but the Indian jumping ant might be inclined to disagree. Scientists just discovered that these ants can actually shrink their own brains and then regrow them. Now, why would they do that? Well, it comes down to the structure of their societies. See, Indian jumping ants are a special case among ants. For one, they're huge. On average, they can be an inch long. That's two and a half centimeters. And of course, they jump. It's in the name. 
But that's not all that makes them unique in the ant world. Most insects that live in colonies have strict caste systems. Queens and workers are born into their jobs. And if you're born as a worker, well, it's a life of tunnel digging and carrying food along pheromone trails for you. If you don't like that, then tough luck. Well, Indian jumping ant societies are a lot like these other insect societies, but with one key difference. Any worker ants can become queen. When a spot opens up for the top job, the workers can apply. And all worker ants, by the way, are female. In the ant world, males are basically just there for reproduction. The queen application process is rough, and these ants have to put their minds into it. And I mean that very literally. They have to shrink their brains because, well, brains are expensive to maintain. This frees up the energy to grow enormous ovaries that are five times their original size. Physical changes like this are what scientists refer to as phenotypic plasticity, or the ability to change physical form in response to environmental factors. When they have fully morphed, the battle royale begins. That's right, the ants with the shrunken brains and swollen ovaries form a temporary social cast called the Gamergates. I'm not making this up. Where each individual tries to outlast the others in a sort of insect WrestleMania. Although I'm envisioning more of a Royal Rumble if you want to get pedantic about it. This conflict among the Gamergates, which is real, can last as long as 40 days with as many as 10 ants emerging victorious. The winners get to spend the rest of their lives making babies. And the ants that don't win? Well, they undergo another remarkable transformation. Their ovaries shrink, their brains regrow, and they just go back to their jobs. So to summarize, workers who want to be queen have to shrink their brains, grow their ovaries, and submit to a 40-day cage match, all with the possibility that they'll just go back to being workers again. Yikes. And you thought college applications were rough. We've all heard you're not supposed to swim right after you eat, which is a myth, by the way. Swimming after you eat, totally fine. But have you ever wondered why you're hungrier after swimming than after running or biking? Well, it turns out that there's a scientific reason, and it could benefit swimmers in the long run. Though it may feel like swimming burns more calories than other exercises, which would explain the increase in appetite, that's actually not the case. Swimming burns about the same number of calories as running and biking do, depending on the pace. But a 2005 study conducted by the University of Florida provided an important clue as to why you're ready to eat a horse when you get out of the pool. People tend to eat more calories after exercising in cold water than in warm water. In the study, students who exercised in cold water ate 44% more calories. That means that it might come down to temperature. Swimming in a pool makes you colder than exercising in the open air, and that may be to blame for your increase in appetite. This could be because feeling cold constricts your blood vessels, which may prevent the release of hormones that would normally make you less hungry, akin to why an animal eats more when preparing for winter hibernation. And it's not just casual swimmers who get hungry. In fact, studies have shown that collegiate swimmers have higher body fat levels than their runner counterparts. It seems like that body fat gives swimmers an advantage. 
more body fat makes for smoother curves, which provide less resistance in the water. Fat is also less dense than muscle, which gives it more buoyancy and helps keep swimmers' bodies afloat. But if weight loss is your goal, don't be afraid to swim. Aquatic aerobics are particularly effective for those who are overweight and accustomed to sedentary lifestyles since they're easier on the joints than running. You could also take a brisk walk after you swim to raise your body temperature before grabbing a post-workout snack. In any case, it's a good idea to have healthy food with low calorie counts and lots of protein on hand. Just please, don't eat a horse. Ashley, I believe a recap is in order. So let's do it. Starting with the fact that dental cavities are not extra sensitive to the cold because of exposed nerve endings. I mean, most of the time, cavities aren't even deep enough to expose those. Instead, the pain comes from special cells called odontoblasts that live in the tooth layer just below the enamel, your dentin. And that's why clove oil can help soothe the pain. That has a chemical that blocks your cold-sensitive protein. And also, quick public service announcement. Reminder to see your dentist, especially if you haven't since before the pandemic. I have not seen my dentist since before the pandemic, and then I moved so now I don't live near my dentist and I need to find a new one and I'm way overdue for a cleaning and oral hygiene is extremely important. And uh, yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah, I'm extra bad because I think I had an appointment that had been scheduled for six months when the pandemic started and I like just didn't go. I was like too afraid and I didn't want to. I was just like nervous and I didn't go and I haven't called them back since. I need to do that. Yeah, it's one of those things that people keep putting off. And my dentist really impressed upon me how important it is for me because I have diabetes. So he mentioned there can be complications. You don't think, you know, you think of dentist as like, I clean my mouth and that's it. But your mouth's connected to everything else in your body. And the bacteria that get there and get in there can get in other parts of your body. So, you know, it's just, it's really important to take care of your mouth, basically. And may I add, I really don't mind the dentist that much as an adult. Yeah, I don't either. You know, I know there's that whole thing like kids. Oh, the dentist. Oh, but like it's I don't know. I kind of enjoy it. I had a lot of cavities when I was a kid, so I learned to be afraid of it. But then the more visits you have where you don't have like dental surgery and fillings and stuff, the easier it is to go. Right. Yeah, exactly. We also learned some wild facts about the Indian jumping ant. It can literally shrink its brain to grow enormous ovaries to try to become the queen of the colony. These queen applicants are literally called Gamergates. I believe that word was invented before the capital G Gamergate happened. And they fight each other for as long as 40 days for the honor of being able to spend the rest of their lives making babies. Everything about that sentence you just said is extraordinary. But they're not actually fighting to hurt each other, Ashley. You know what they're fighting for? What's that? Ethics and games journalism. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. Yep. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we also learned that swimming really does make you hungrier than other forms of exercise. But not because it necessarily burns more calories. The difference probably comes down to temperature, since swimming in a pool makes you colder than exercising in open air. Yeah, this is something I've definitely experienced because a few years ago, I started getting more into swimming because I was trying to be a triathlete. That is something that I have left in the past. <laughs> I did it. I did two triathlons. I'm good. I'm all set. 
thanks. Uh, but but I did a lot of swimming and I did notice that I got really, really hungry afterward. And it's kind of cool that this is your body being like, oh, yeah, no, we'll just give you some more fat so that you can swim better. Like, I think that's really cool. Like, thanks, body. It's not what I want, but it's, you know, I, I appreciate the help. I'm a little bit more of a pool noodle guy. Sure. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Today's writers were Cameron Duke and Ashley Hamer, who's also our managing editor. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow and we'll help you grow your brain, not shrink it. Well, okay, I don't know that we'll actually alter the physical size of your brain, but still, you can at least join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.